What is going on, Wolfpack Nation? Hope everybody's doing well today. I want to do something different because there's always a little dead space there at the beginning of it, so I just want to do something a little different there. But what's going on, everybody? Hope everybody's doing well. So glad to finally be back on the live stream with the boys, Mickey and Michael, uh, and, and y'all as well. We're glad to be back and excited to be back and rolling. Um, so again, I mean, really, I feel like we got a lot to talk about today. So definitely for those tuning in, make sure to, uh, um, to send us your comments. Let us know who's here. Send us any questions, comments you have. But again, I think that we really just got to kind of just jump right into it here. So first of all, I mean, I, with me not being here last week, I feel like I need to go ahead and get some things off my chest. That I wasn't able to uh, discuss last week. Did I do so, it that bad, Layton? <laughs> no, yeah, no, we, no, we that bad? no, 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 Michael, no, no, no. That's a shot at me and you is what that is. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> not. No, absolutely not. All right. No, now absolutely. that we really are back to normal, let me. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it's, it's, it's simply that, that, I mean, it's, it, it's honestly like, uh, again, something I'll say about the, like, some you know specific about the game that bugged me particularly, which um, which I wanted to bring up. But I mean, other than that, no. I mean, I loved it for sure. So, just um, kidding. Just kidding. But yeah. but all right. So I mean, again, we're jumping. <laughs> Let right us know in the here. comments who does it better. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> 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 just kidding. Don't do that. <laughs> no. Um, so some ego. The targeting, target the targeting calls specifically one in particular that I had the most problem with. And that was because I was really looking right down at it. And that was the hit on, from Jakeem Harris on, uh, on Sam Howell. And, and again, I was literally like looking right at it, down the 25 yard line. And like, I still remember after that, after that hit, cause basically what happened is that Sam Howell dove head first, turned his head sideways. Jakeem Harris dove at him with his head sideways they hit because Jakeem was trying to keep him short of the first down marker. And uh, um, and so then they hit, they called a targeting uh, a foul. And I remember the coaching staff just freaked out. And my, me as well, because I literally immediately said, I, I literally started yelling immediately. I said, all right, if that's targeting, then Dorn should just hand the headset to the referee and walk out. We're not playing football. Yeah. Like that is yeah. like, no, no way. There's no way you're about to throw him out for that. So again, which kind of goes back to, to again, my argument saying that, um, that again, there should really be two levels of targeting, but again, thank goodness that that wasn't even targeting, but it, like that, there's been many plays this season in particular, not just us, but for every school, like for example, the Auburn, the Auburn goal line mm-hmm. targeting where it was kind of the similar play, but they called that targeting. It's like, how are you going to throw a guy out for that? When at the end of the day, the guy made himself defenseless, you know? At the end of the day, Sam Howe made himself defenseless by diving head first. So that was kind of a, one bone I, that I really wanted to pick with, with you guys. But unfortunately, you know, I had a wedding, so I, had, uh, so I couldn't bring it up. But I wanted to bring it up now. That was, yeah, I'm just thrilled that you came in. Twice, by the way, I actually got targeting called on him. But um uh, but yeah, I got called back. So thank goodness yeah. for that. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I don't have a problem with them reviewing it as long as yeah. they make the right call. I don't have a problem with them reviewing it. And I, and I think we've discussed it before that there should be levels of targeting with intent and without that, you know, doesn't result in an, in ejection. Um, right. So, yeah. Yeah. And because also too, one thing. Uh, speaking of penalties, I wanted to bring up, which is kind of a newer thing, but the and it's, but it's been talked about a lot, and that's the Pitt Wake Forest game, the fake slide by oh, Kenny Pickett. And we, I would like to talk yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. So, can so I, can again, I start? we can't spend can too I much. Start? Well, I want to do a discrepancy. Say we got a lot of topics, so we can't necessarily spend too much time. But I wanted to bring sure. that up because I knew that was that was yeah. going to be a big thing to make and go for it. So my thing is that should not be allowed. And the reason why is because you train every defensive player that if you even think about touching the quarterback when he's going down, you're getting Mm -hmm. a penalty and he's supposed to be ruled down when he, the rule is when he starts the sliding, when he starts to go down, he's down. That's when he's supposed to be marked down. You can't then go and reward the quarterback for faking it to touchdown. Yeah. That's just, Mm -hmm. that's just. If that if you're gonna allow that, he's that then you gotta allow players to be able to tackle if the quarterback's yeah. going down. I, I I yeah. I mean it was a smart me play. Off. I, I was actually pulling for Pittsburgh, but it ticked me off that <laughs> happened. 
I, I mean, it was a smart play by him because, I mean, it's not in the rule book. I, I guarantee yeah. this offseason they're going to put it in the rule book that it, you can't fake a slide. Because like you said, yeah. yeah, when you slide, you're supposed to be marked down where you start the slide. So, yeah. True. But that's, and you what? saw all it, the Wake Forest players around yeah. back away. Yeah. It's like yeah. They're, they're told mm-hmm. they should not mm-hmm. tackle him. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, I, I well, imagine and that. Yeah. And state should but, have been but, playing I mean, again, for the no, ACC I, championship. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> we should have been the ones faked but, out by him. Yeah. <laughs> but again, but again, I, I'll, I'll say again though that I mean that people were kind of calling down Kenny Pickett for doing it. But I mean, I'm not calling him down for doing because in the day it's not illegal, yeah. you know. I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's I mean, I, I kind of frown upon it, but I mean, then day, hey, I mean, but, it's AC championship. The thing but, you is, know, the, to me, the refs and, you know, got it wrong because they're saying. They, there is a rule. The moment he goes down, he starts. But he never went. He started going, he's but the to point go down, is, but he was starting the rule. I think the rule, the rule is written when he begins the going the going down. That's when he's ruled yeah. down. Yeah. I think it's the way the rule is written. Mm-hmm. I'll have to go look it up. Let's go. I'll have to go. That look could it up. be that no, that, that, you know, that would have right. been a crazy call. Let's put it that way. That would have been a crazy call if the referees called him down yeah. for that. Yeah. Like that been that would have been big. Okay. So. Um, but anyway, so, so now kind of moving on one things, uh, that I wanted to discuss, obviously, um, which was pretty big time with, uh, uh, basketball. I think got to talk a little bit about basketball. Cause again, I mean, again, it's, it's been such a great week, but obviously one of the biggest highlights was the commitment of Robert, uh, Dillingham, Dilly Dilly. Uh, yeah. and, uh, uh, again, the number Huge. one point guard in the country. Uh, I mean, again, I mean, it, it's, it's kind of odd, honestly, because honestly, I'm kind of feeling a little bit of deja vu uh, uh, to Mark Godfrey a little bit because, I mean, we're kind of in that same time period, you know, with with uh, Godfrey. We weren't necessarily sure we were kind of on the borderline with him, but then like they got Dennis Smith Jr. We're like, OK, I see it. All right, cool. Mm-hmm. Same with Keith. I, I feel like we're not necessarily in quite as bad. I mean, OK, I would say we're in bad as is about the same shape because then they uh, Godfrey took us to. NCAA tournaments while Keats, you know, he's been consistent, but hasn't necessarily gotten us to NCAA tournaments. So I'll, I'll kind of say they're similar, but now getting basically almost graded exactly the same as Dennis Smith Jr. I think they're only like a mm-hmm. couple hundredths of a point, dif- actually yeah. thousands of a point difference in terms of the spark rating. Um, but very similar. I mean, both just playmakers, athletes galore. And, and, and uh, I mean, so, so making, I guess, uh, for those, I mean, for those who are tuning in, so what are your kind of initial kind of thoughts? I was kind of curious on your thoughts on how much different Robert is, uh, Robert Dillingham is from Dennis Smith Jr. from a oh, from coming Dennis? out of high school perspective. Oh, yeah, I'm curious man. what your uh, thoughts are. So I would say Robert is shiftier. Um, he's just, he's got more of a quick twitch game to him. He's not as, he's pretty skinny. He's going to need to add muscle. Uh, I think I don't, Dennis, obviously, kids coming out of high school are for the most part. They needed a muscle. I think yeah. Dennis probably had a little bit more meat on his bones kind of thing. Um, I, mm-hmm. I don't want to say – I don't want to say necessarily that Dennis was more explosive um, or he was, like, stronger with the ball in his hands. But um, I think I feel I get the vibe when I always watch highlights. He seemed more commanding with the ball in his hands. Uh, like, mm-hmm. it's my ball, and I'm going to do what I want with this ball. And uh, Ro- yeah. uh, uh, Dillingham, to me – he seems like he's got that ball on a string. Like he's just like he wherever he goes, the ball's coming with him, and mm-hmm. he can. You don't kind of don't know where he's going. I don't want to. To me, um, he's not Cat Barber or anything like that. But he's he just has he just got this quick twitch, shifty. Really, he he has a really good feel of space around him. Mm-hmm. I felt like Dennis was more of a. Um, he kind of would uh be the I don't say the QB of the offense, but he was just more like commanding of the uh, command of this is my ball as I put I put it. D- Robert yeah. Dillingham to me, he's he's explosive. I think you're gonna see more highlight dunks from Dennis than you were at Dillingham. But I yeah. think the shiftiness, mm-hmm. the shiftiness and the flow through space to be able to feel the defenders around him without necessarily having to account for everybody. He just kind of feels it. I think that's better than in that than Dennis was coming out of high school. So yeah, you kind of, I think yeah. you're going to see a better um, distribution of the ball, a little bit more unpredictability with Dillingham. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. this is my thoughts. Yeah. 
Yeah. That that was kind of my thoughts too. And then that I mean Dennis Smith Jr., especially in high school, I mean, specifically like the the Steph Curry camp where he he, you know, did this ridiculous dunk and Steph Curry ran over yeah. to the camera and was, Hey, can you play that back for me? Like, you know, like that's Dennis Smith Jr. But yeah, I mean, I think Robert Dillingham is is I mean, he's um not to say more of a team player, but just, you know, with Dennis Smith, it's like the spotlight's on him. But I think with Dillingham, yeah. just like you said, it's kind of like we're going to get everybody involved and today we're going to get everybody scoring here. So, uh, yeah, uh, I think Michael, Hunter Smith, Hunter Smith's comment here, he said Dennis never really made anybody better around him better. He was a me guard. I mean, mm-hmm. we were not great with him as our point guard that year. And, he got a lot of stats, a lot of volume, and he yeah. didn't really make. I would, you know, no one's going to argue with that. Um, yeah, he was. Yeah. I, I do think Dillingham is just. I don't know how he, he's going to make guys better, but he. I mean, he's played on the Olympic team for his age range, and um, he's he's good. He's going to be a very good player. And the thing is, though, with him, just like with Dennis, you know, Dennis, people forget we we were like this close to getting. Bam Adebayo, who obviously now mm-hmm. is with the, he's like the franchise player for the Miami Heat. He's like the face of their team besides mm-hmm. um, Tyler Hero. And yeah. with Dillingham being like the QB as a point guard, the number one, two things we made a note, we can talk about this later, but Carolina and Duke have just like one, two, three pecking order of State's got number one point guard, Duke's got number two, Carolina's got number three. Yeah. But Players are going to follow Dillingham, just like players are going to follow uh, Carolina's players and Duke's players. The fact that we got him early and he's a point guard in particular, mm-hmm. you're going to see some of these, you know, centers or power forwards, um, particularly. I think want to come and mm-hmm. play with him. Yep. Yeah. Well, because one in one in particular is uh, actually his teammate at Donda Academy, who was a four star power forward or center. Something like that. Yeah, uh, he's, he's a Brandon White. Brandon White is his name. Brandon White. So Brandon White. Will Pryor asked that question. And he leads on a big man. There's no leads really, but if you follow Twitter and you you subscribe to the different, uh, you know, Inside Pack Sports, Pack Pride, Wolf Packer, they'll tell you that mostly Twitter. Like he's teammates. Brandon White is from North Carolina. Yeah. He's teammates with Dillingham. He's a like Layton said. He's high definitely talking star. to him. Correct. It makes. I saw one guy say it makes too much sense. Yeah. But. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um. So that will be big, and I I think that for for us, I I know that we were kind of saying that immediately when when we got Robert, I immediately said, "All right, well, we know that Keats is going to be here at least through 2023, 2024, because obviously we're not letting him go before Dillingham comes down." That's not saved his job, but helped his job career. Helped his job, but I, I think that there's if. If he doesn't do something before then, that'll be the year where it's like, okay, just because same thing with Godfrey. I think that was kind of the straw with Godfrey was it was like, okay, you have a really good team right now. So if you can't win with this, then it's it's just not going to happen. And Godfrey couldn't win with Dennis Smith Jr. in that team. And so we let him go. And so I think the same thing with Keith is that by that point, he'll be here for probably seven years or so, that seven, eight be, years, yeah, give or take. Years. And years so if he so if he doesn't win with that team, it's like, hmm, and, like, you know, okay, maybe. If, yeah, if you look at the roster, like, assuming everybody stays with, I mean, that may or may not happen, but you would have Sebron as a senior, uh, Terquavion and Breon Pass. Those would be sophomores. They've looked good so far. Um and then you know, hopefully, did you say did you say Sebron? Did you say Sebron in that list? Yeah, I mean, that dude's eventually <laughs> he's gone yeah. after this year. Oh, hundred percent. If he keeps winning, that's that's yeah. Take. I guess not to get he, too far ahead, he, not not to get too far in this conversation. If he keeps playing the way he's playing, he's got to go. Yeah. He might not. He's he needs to go make some money. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it it seems like he. <laughs> He has to regress at some point, but maybe not. Maybe he's maybe keep maybe not. Double yeah. doubles every game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and again, I mean, and Benjamin, you know, kind of said that. You know, again, we can't wait until then. Uh, you know, start winning. And absolutely, I mean, again, we're not saying okay, like you know, you can just just wait until twenty twenty three until you know Robert Dillingham and the team comes. Like, no, I mean, I mean, we still have expectations. I'm just saying that at the end of the day, you know, you can't let Keys go with a player like that of that caliber sitting there waiting you know that that's all that's all we're saying here so but yeah uh, but 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 yeah i mean but i, and I know everybody's kind of mentioning sebron to smith i mean 
that's the thing is I know that a lot of people have really, especially after Louisville loss, really have come down on Keith saying, you know, that, you know, it's because of coaching that we lost that game or whatever it is. But yeah. then they, again, team's just so young and, but so talented. I mean, I mean, you look at the guys like Sebron, Dequavian Smith, um, and you go, I mean, again, this just, it's unbelievable how good they're playing. Then they too, we're not, it's not like we're even halfway through the season. Again, we literally just played our first ACC game against a solid opponent, not a great opponent, but a solid opponent in Louisville. And, and uh, again, I mean, it, we showed a lot, but again, I mean, I know one, one uh, person in particular was saying that, well, we, sh- you know, we shouldn't rely on, you know, late game comebacks, you know, in order to win. I completely agree. I mean, I think that we, I wish we would have started off stronger, but I feel like it kind of shows a lot more in a team where you can, you know, be down, but not out, you know, and fight your way back and really have ourselves in a great position to win that game. It just took a, a miraculous three pointer to, to, to beat us. I mean, again, it's not yeah. like he was set foot in the corner. I mean, he was falling yeah. backwards shooting it up in the corner so it was a ridiculous shot um to, to win that game so yeah i don't know I, th- I think the team's really good i think they're going or not really good i think they're i would think we give keith some credit to a degree i know there was a back and forth between somebody on twitter and us about keith blew it and our whole team sucks and the world's on fire because we that one guy put that shot in and yeah. to me it's like you gotta give that guy credit should Tequavian have played the ball or not? I mean, it, to me, I think probably the, the, the technical right way to do it is to leave the ball alone. You stand your defender, mm-hmm. make it a tough catch. Your hand's in his face already. You don't leave your feet kind of thing. That's probably what he should have done. But he's a true freshman. He's trying to make a play on the ball. He's long enough where he, you know, theoretically, he probably yeah. could make that make that tip if he needed to. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, it didn't happen that way. I'm, I'm just – I'm impressed more so with how well the team is doing individually other than maybe like, oh, no, I won't say Helms is doing bad. I think we thought Helms was going to just explode and he's not exploding, but he's, he's playing some pretty good numbers. It's just, he's being overshadowed by Sebron who no one saw coming yeah. and yeah. more cells playing pretty well. Uh, Cam's playing about where he was last year. Um, mm. And then, you know, EB, Duana, I feel like, is the other story of the yeah. season. Like, he's not Duana playing. Is, yeah. Yeah. He's not playing du- out of his mind, but he's like, he's he's been a uh, somewhat of a revelation to the fact that we actually have a presence in the post without yeah. Manny Bates right mm-hmm. now. And we thought we had nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Duwanu is, has been. For me, the like I, I've been thrilled to see how Duanu's been playing. Just because at the end of the day, I mean, just like you were saying, I mean, losing many base, we were all immediately held back. But I mean, again, I mean, Duanu's been not again, not necessarily great, but he's he's been effective. You know, he's been effective yeah. on the defensive side. He's done enough on the offensive side. Um, you know, it's I mean, again, he's filled the spot well. You know, again, it's it, but again, he's still a young, he's still a young player. And again, he's going to develop the more minutes that he plays, which is, I mean, if he keeps on pace, he's going to be playing a lot of minutes, you know, by the end of the season. So he'll be, yeah. he'll be getting better even throughout this season, but even long-term, even heading into next season, whatever it may be. So um, again, it, it, it's, it's obviously a tough pill to swallow losing a player of Manny Bates caliber, not even like the first game, like literally like the first five minutes of the first game and and you lose him for the rest of the season and so yeah um it's so but again i mean devonu has done a great job of stepping up so hats off yeah and and uh, i think he had seven points against louisville um Mm -hmm. which is kind of you know that that'd be ideal if he could get seven seven eight nine maybe ten points a game from the post Mm -hmm. because i mean he's looked good on defense uh i mean against nebraska he didn't even like attempt a shot, I think, until one of the overtimes. Um, yep. So it was good to see him get at least seven points against against an ACC team. Um, so, yeah, if he can, you know, instead of contribute just, just, just enough on offense, I, I think we'll be okay. Yeah, I think <clears throat> I'm looking over here at the stats, the team right now at this point in the season, just talking about Duana. Um, Right now, he's playing uh, 27 minutes a game, and he's only averaging four points, 4.1 yeah. points per game, four and a half or 4.6 rebounds per game. Um, he's shooting 68, a little over 68 percent, 
Uh, so when he takes a shot, yeah. he's doing it well. He yeah. He's just not taking mm-hmm. shots. Um, but he's mm-hmm. but his, his his blocks per game. I'm curious. He's averaging two point six blocks per game. That's that'll play in the ACC, yeah. or at least that'll play right now. <laughs> I know that maybe mm-hmm. we get ACC play. The one thing I also find is interesting here is um, yeah, you've got uh, you've got five players in double digit scoring. Uh, you've got Sebron, mm-hmm. Helms, Smith, Morcel, and Hayes. Obviously, Sebron and Helms. Sebron's averaging twenty point four points per game. Helms is fifteen point three, and then Morcel and Hayes are both averaging twelve point three. Smith is averaging just over ten at ten point six. And those, if anybody, if you had told me beginning of the season that five of our players would be averaging over 10 Double points figures. a game at yeah. least. I would mm-hmm. take that, and I think most fans would take that. They, I, I don't think we would have thought that going into the season, that five players would be doing that. Um, mm-hmm. I think people are most surprised, obviously, by Sebron, but I think Smith and Morcel have been big. And I think I'm, – I'm tell you what, Morcel's injury I, – I didn't think it was going to be that bad. I know some people thought it was, but the fact that it was just a sprain and he can come back, that's big. Yeah, absolutely. And especially one of my points is, is that it just seems like that we, because like Thomas Allen, like he was somebody going into the season I kind of looked at mm-hmm. as saying, you know, if he could develop a three point shot and be a three point shooter for us, that'd be big. Cause I, I, and I think it's been truly evident that we just don't, don't have that three pointer, you know, this season. I mean, we have guys who can shoot the three, but just not yeah. on a consistent basis. You know, we don't have a Ralston Turner. We don't have a Scott Wood. You know, we don't have somebody that we can go to and be like, oh, yeah, this ball, this three is going in. You know, like, like for example, like the, the last play like against Louisville, like, you know, the fact that Cam Hayes was the one that shot the three-pointer to try and tie it. It's just like, I mean – he did. He did well shooting the ball, three ball against Louisville. But again, he's again. I I would have loved to have had somebody that that Keith could have used. Said, all right, how are we going to get this guy the ball on this see, play? You know, that's what's interesting because it should be. I don't say it should be. Let's say it back. One guy that they they brought him in to be a three point specialist was Thomas Allen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's not really playing. I know Keith said he's dealing with plantar fasciitis. Um. But I was surprised he didn't play a ton against Nebraska, um, nor mm-hmm. Louisville. He played more against Louisville. Um, Helms, Marcel was out, but yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, Helms and Marcel and uh, Allen should be your knockdown three-point shooters to a degree. They should be the guys you go to for a three. It shouldn't really necessarily be Hayes, although if Hayes can get a consistent three-point shot down, he's going to be a problem. I think he's he's. He's got a very he's got a balanced game. He doesn't do anything great, but he does everything well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if he can get some of those, you know, improve there, that'd be great. I just think the to, to me, the key is going to be um is Duana continuing to progress. Mm-hmm. And uh I think Helm staying out of foul trouble. He's averaging over four fouls a game. That'll be That's big. Really big, yeah. Um, and and, and Sebron can't do it all by himself. So they're gonna yeah. these guys are gonna have to contribute and step up. It can't be just oh where you're in we're in a pinch like Sebron gets a bucket or like it was a few seasons ago. Cat Barber go get us a bucket. Mm-hmm. Like that's it can't we can't sustain that. We can't bank on that every time. So yeah. Well, and I mean, to Quavian Smith, I mean, he, even in just the first games, you know, third, you know, quarter or third of the season, however many games we've played so far that we've seen so far, I mean, to Quavian Smith's played well. Again, for a true freshman, he's been very, yeah. he's been impressive. Um, so, um, so I honestly think that as you kind of get into that second half of the season or kind of deep into the ACC schedule, that's when you're going to kind of see him kind of take the next step. Because, again, I mean, I think that it was very evident in the post-game press conference that, I mean, he basically said, I'm not used to losing. I don't really like this right now. Like, I don't like yeah. this, you know, losing consistently. Yeah. I, don't, I don't like it. So, uh, you know, and, and 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 maybe that kind of might be a, a little bit of a rallying cry here. I don't know. But, again, I mean, th- there's no doubt that everything that Keats was saying, everything that, that was talked about with him being the Gatorade Player of the Year – is has transitioned over to college where I mean he's not say been 
like ridiculous, but I mean, for being a true freshman, how he's playing right now is very, very impressive. So yeah, he's shooting. We talk about three points. He's shooting 34% right now from three. Uh, Helms and Marcel are shooting 39% from three. So he's the third best three point shooter on your team right now. Um, Actually kind of surprised. Cam Hayes is only shooting 22% from three. It's kind of surprising, but um, yeah, Smith has been, Great, just one freshman of the week. Um, Duan, I mean, and uh, Sebron, obviously, Sebron was going to win player of the week. We all knew that. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Smith is Smith is good, man. He just – he, to me, clearly seems like he's a freshman out there playing because yeah. he's just jacking up threes. And mm-hmm. it's like sometimes mm-hmm. he'll miss a bunch, and he's just like, nope, I'm going to keep shooting. And that's kind of what you want to do because shooters need to shoot themselves out they of slumps. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if he in particular can – can learn again, true freshman, to balance his game out between you know, slashing and shooting the threes. I mean, his thirty-four percent three-point field goal percentage, and which is his his regular field goal percentage is thirty-eight percent. So he's shooting thirty-four percent from three, thirty-eight, thirty-nine percent from the inside the arc. Mm-hmm. He'll be good because I think the one area I can see him improving that he needs to work on. I don't know how many attempts he's had. But he's at shooting forty one percent at for the free throw line. Uh, if he can mm. drive, yeah, um, that would be better to see his balance game balance out. I don't, I, I don't, I don't like seeing him just sit back there and put up threes. Right. No. no. Again, we just gotta we gotta play less iso ball. I know that Keats loves doing that in his in his system, but I just feel like with the athletes that we have and the fact that we. I mean, we have Sebron, and Sebron can be an ISO guy. Just we don't really have like, and anybody else that we could have is as more of an ISO player is young. So I just feel mm-hmm. like that again. We just we just got to have some sets more. We got you know run something a little bit more than than a little bit more ISO ball like he likes to play. But at the end of the day, guys, at the end of the day, the thing to keep in mind that I do want to stress here is that at the end of the day, Keys is going to be our coach for this year. He's going to be our coach for next year. And so at the end of the day, you know, it doesn't do us any good consistently hating on the guy. And at the end of the day, I mean, if he's not doing well, then we're not doing well, you know? So, I mean, it's like, why are you wanting him to not do well? So, again, I completely yeah. understand the concerns from fans. I completely understand that. But at the end of the day, I mean, we got to support these guys, you know, through better or through worse. Because at the end of the day, if they lose, we lose. So, you know, I, I know that. Again, there's a lot of doubters, and I completely understand that it's natural. So, but I, I just, I, I just wanted to kind of say that at the end of the day, you know, it's, it's that's the most important thing. We got to keep our yeah. heads high. And then they, we got it because there's so much, there's still so much positivity. Yeah. We have so many young players, so many, so many talented players, and we can still mm-hmm. do something this season. We're still so early. We just played our I'll first tell you what, though, game. Man, that game Sunday is going to be very interesting. Yes, it is. Yeah, that'll that'll be yes, it is. that'll be a good test. For those who don't know, I mean, we're playing Purdue, who just got listed as a number one team in the country. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they're known I mean, for their centers. <laughs> so, yeah, that, yeah. yeah. At the end of the day, I mean, it, it, the team they're they're still six and two. I mean, they have, the wins. Some of the wins haven't looked pretty, but they're still wins. And you know, mm-hmm. probably the two best teams we've played so far. We've lost, yeah. but we've lost them both close. We've had a chance to win at the end. So, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. throughout the season, some more bounces or well, the team keeps playing hard and the bounces will go our way some of the time. Yeah. But again, luckily enough, we have a game against Bethune Cookman on Thursday in Reynolds Coliseum. So hopefully that'll be kind of oh, a game Reynolds? where it, it's in Reynolds. Mm-hmm. It's in That's Reynolds. Cool. So I know that. So, so hopefully that'll be kind of a game. Yeah, just like exactly that. We it'll be cool. It'll be exciting. Like it'll you know get the guys hyped up. It'll get them excited again. I mean, and then to be ready to go to Brooklyn, New York, and play a huge game against Purdue. Where again, I mean, I just want to see the fight. I'm 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 not expecting or saying <laughs> that we have to beat them by any means, stretch of the measure. Yeah. But I mean, again, just especially too with with us having a a young center who's going against mm-hmm. arguably some of the best centers. Centenary college yeah. basketball. I mean, they're the real deal. So again, just let's just not get blown out of the building. And, and honestly, I'll, I'll I'll be happy. I'll be happy. So, um, but again, so so just to kind of give you guys a heads up. So obviously, you know, typically for these live streams, it typically has been that we would preview or we would go after the last football game, and then we would preview the upcoming football game. But obviously, with football season being about over, um, uh, we 
aren't going to do that. But now we're still going to have our weekly live stream every single week, but we'll just talk, kind of talk more general NC State, you know, what's going on during the week, you know, talk basketball, talk whatever. Then they, we we love doing this, and so we're going to keep on doing this. But um, so kind of transitioning now, now we're halfway through the episode into the football side because we still have a little bit of football left, folks, which is awesome, awesome, awesome. And, uh, um, you know, obviously uh, NC State got selected to play in the Holiday Bowl on December 28th at 8 p.m. against UCLA. And the first thing I do want to say is, again, I completely understand the fans' immediate perspective where you see, oh, they're playing in San Diego, California? Yeah. Like, what the heck? Like, why why, why did we get selected for a bowl like that? Like, that's ridiculous. Like, and I, I Trust me, I completely understand because I know, and but also, too, any team, no matter what ACC team they pick, there's not going to be a great showing from the ACC side at that bowl game. It's unless it's not unless happen. you're somebody like Clemson or Miami, maybe Florida State. Mm, I think so. Maybe. I think so because those are more like I'm not saying it's like the Dukes of basketball, but you're going to maybe get a better showing because it's like I mean Clemson's I, been in the national spotlight think, for ten yeah. years. Miami's been and had its heyday better, in the '80s. There's yeah. probably got people out there who would be there. Yeah. Yeah, well, and especially because if they go to Holiday Bowl, they're in our spot, nine and three, eight and four, or something like that. So, yeah, I mean, they had a good season. So, yeah, I mean, I, but I, I guess what I'm saying is that, yeah, I mean, they may have a better showing than than like maybe we will, but they're still not. I mean, again, I mean, UCLA oh, basically playing be great. almost. They're they're almost playing in their backyard. You know, I mean, they're playing literally yeah. in the state that that they are in. So, it's I mean, two and a half yeah, hours away, I think it said. So, yeah, and we're probably thousands of miles away. So, I mean, uh, so, so again, completely understand, but then they, I mean, again, it's, it's a showing. Cause again, I, I, I immediately say, so in, in this bowl game, we're playing UCLA who at, at the beginning of the season was being talked about as like a dark horse. I mean, they were, they came out mm-hmm. at, at the beginning yeah. of the season, just super strong. And then they ended strong, just not necessarily as strong as they originally seemed. And then you look at like the Duke's Mayo bowl, which, good old Carolina's playing in in Charlotte. And so you go, okay, so what? Do you want to play in Charlotte and play South Carolina that just that just got beat 30 to nothing from uh by Clemson? Is that is that what you want to play? You want to play against the six and six South Carolina team that just lost 30 to nothing? It's like, no, I want to go play a, a a great UCLA team and end my season on a really high note and have and also to not only end on a high note, but get our 10th win by beating UCLA and 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 not only beat them to get our 10th win, but beat them on primetime TV on Fox at 8 p.m. Like, again, it's, yeah. it's, it, it's a big deal. You're going to pick that every day and twice on Tuesday. I, I understand the location, but then they, you know, it, 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 not every bowl game can be perfect. And unfortunately, the, 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 the only bad thing I can really say about the bowl game is that it's in San Diego, California, but it's the highest payout of any bowl game besides a New York Six Bowl, or at least from the ACC side. It's primetime, it's against a great opponent. I mean, and also too, I think that decently a lot of players will play um, that, that you'll see this season. I mean, I, I mean, you never know. Again, I, every player will make that decision. I'm sure soonish on you know if any player backs out, but and I, I just I I don't know. I I feel like that you know. I mean, like like do you guys think Emeka would consider sitting out? No. Well, I don't know. I- it, I, it's hard to say because I mean, I don't think yeah. this way, I don't think there's anybody on this team right now besides Icky, Icky, that yeah, I'm like, course. you can go make some more money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and just because again, I, I, I like Mecca. At least from everything I've seen, it's not like that he's being drafted right now. From what I've seen, and yeah. like, like you know, like top three or four rounds. I mean, he's going to be a later pick. Um, so I, I think that Wait, honestly. That right now he's not necessarily projected as like a top three or four round like like player, but Who he's, is he's, he's in the later rounds. Emeka. Oh, I thought he said Icky. I was like, what? No, no, no. <laughs> no. Well, that's common knowledge that he's a top ten uh, draft. That's pick why I said, hold on, hold on. Next <laughs> season, yeah, no, 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 no. Emeka. So, so what I'm, I'm saying is, I think, I think, I think that I mean, go out and ball out one more time, you know, and because then they there still is a ton to play for. Like I understand, you know, other bowl games where maybe you know you're seven and five, six six, you know. I get it, but then they we have the opportunity here to get NC State's second ten win season ever. I mean, which is huge, 
And not only to, to again, to be a UCL team that's solid and give us huge momentum heading into the offseason. I mean, huge momentum, which, again, I also need to bring up. Everybody's talking about – everybody's talking about – um Boston College's quarterback, uh, he announced that he's coming back. Phil Jerkovich. Um, yeah. yeah, Phil Jer- Jerkovich, he's coming back next season. Um, everybody's talking about Tyler Van Dyke from Miami. But once again, they're not talking about Devin you know Leary, I, I, which yeah. is ridiculous. But what I else mean, is new? It, like, yeah. Jerkovich, like, after he came back from his injury, he didn't really – I mean, he wasn't bad, but he wasn't great. He wasn't. He wasn't but. all that. He wasn't all that, no. But again, it's just it, – you know, we'll see what happens. But again, I, I, I just, you know, and, and also too, I mean, can we already kind of talk about what happened with Miami? Is that something that we can go and talk about right now? Let's do it. I mean, I, 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 so we tweeted out. What a and joke. I mean, and what a joke. What a joke. Yeah. I mean, just terrible. I, I, I truly hope and pray that we never do something that just is. No, just and that's fitting for Miami. Like that. It's fitting for Miami. Yeah. I, I mean, so my my thoughts are, I mean, and college football is changed in the last, I mean, 10, 15, 20 years. It's it's more business like, um, you know, it, it's not great what they did to Manny Diaz, but, you know, Manny yeah. Diaz got introduced as a temple head coach and then left three weeks later to go to Miami. That's true, too. It, it, That's it, true. It's like, um, you, you know, and it's not like. The thing with with a college football is it's so public. Like Miami wasn't like going around saying, "Hey," like the university itself wasn't publicizing this. It's like reporters that are digging in and finding this. Like this is none of this is meant to be public. It's just such a yeah. public uh, sport that you know it, it's newsworthy. You know, yeah. I mean, I'm sure it happens at you know big corporations. The same thing. People are trying to get other jobs and stuff. You just don't see it because it's not in the public eye like college football. Um, but, but, yeah, but, but again, I mean, it's still, and, and, yeah, and, it's still a mess. <laughs> and, and for those who are listening in or tuning in right now, even that don't know the story, I'll kind of give a quick synopsis, but basically yeah. Manny Diaz, who was the head coach at, at Miami, uh, basically it was, it was, it, it came out that Miami was, was going after Mario Cristobal, who's the head coach at Oregon. Um, and, but, but while they were going after Mario Manny was still hired and basically literally the minute that Mario Cristobal was, it came out that he was signing with Miami, then Manny Diaz got fired. So it was basically that while they were going after Mario, Manny was still recruiting and, and, you know, getting the football team ready, which is again, is unheard of. And I I think Gene Chizik even, who was a former uh, Auburn head football coach who coached uh, Cam Newton in the national championship. I mean, he let Miami have it saying, I mean, this is the most despicable thing if it is true. And it, it, it's, it's, it's so, yeah, I mean, it's again, and then you they, know you know, we're they not, they don't just, care. Go ahead. They don't care. I obviously, but again, after, after seeing what, what happened to Oregon against Utah, I mean, do you like, is, is Mario really that much better of a coach than Manny Diaz? I mean, honestly, and again, I mean, those two again, let me know if I'm wrong, but I, I don't, I mean, like Manny Diaz literally ended the season as probably one of the hottest teams in the ACC. I mean, Miami went from being dead and gone to being okay. Like, you know, they're a kind of a coastal contender right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I I mean, they they, they got hot. They started two and four and then finished seven and five, I think. Right. So, I mean, they, so, I mean, again, it's just, it's, it's, uh, I just, I don't get it again. I mean, I mean, Manny Diaz, they, I mean, he dealt with, with injuries. He dealt with, um, his star quarterback and De'Ara King. I mean, just being injury ridden and, and you know what? Hey, he turned it around and he, he beat, he, he beat us and he beat some solid. I mean, he beat Pitt. Uh, so again, it, it's, it's, I don't get it. And then, and then Mario Cristobal in Oregon gets absolutely blown out in the championship game. It's like, come on. So yeah, that'll um, get the fan base excited. Right. Well, so again, so the one thing which I say, I mean, I, I think I mentioned it two weeks ago in our live stream saying, hey, you could be a Texas fan. Or right now, I, I would also say you could be a Miami fan, like, you know, or you could be a Clemson fan right now. And we got to talk about that a little bit, too. Obviously, Brett Venables, the news came out that he got hired as the head coach uh, for Oklahoma. And there's also rumblings, not to say rumors, but rumblings of 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 uh, 
Dabo Sweeney, like, like, and I'm, and I say I'm not here saying by any means that there's even a rumor that he is going to leave or talking about leaving, but it is a well-known fact that Dabo Sweeney has not been a, a fan of college football these days. And yeah. there, and then it was basically caught that he was at the Oakland Raiders game. People saying that basically it was for him to support uh, Cleveland, Cleveland Farrell and Hunter Renfro, but I mean, they don't have a head coach right now. I mean, not one for next year, I mean, and so. It's interesting. Like so you guys honestly, said earlier in our text messages, he said he would he would uh, leave college football if they started paying players. Yeah, and they're paying players, and and and, and I mean, so again, it, it's I'm not saying it again. I, I right now I would say honestly in my head, it's like a five ten percent chance that he leaves. It just would seem absolutely crazy for him to leave. But basically, Mike actually brought this up earlier, basically saying, I mean. If all your friends are leaving, then you know it makes it a little bit tougher to stick around. I mean, yeah. the athletic director at Clemson is getting going to Miami. The defense coordinator Brett mm-hmm. Venables is going to Oklahoma. The offensive coordinator is getting recruited Maybe. by by yeah. Duke. Uh, you know, I mean, a couple other schools to be their head coach. So yeah. I mean, he's about to lose. You know, his office coordinator, defense coordinator, and athletic director. So, and I'm sure there's That's a lot tough. of pressure on him too from uh, Clemson side of you know people being pissed off at him that you know they weren't a you know, AC championship. He's going to be under new management to a degree. He's going to have a new boss, yeah. and he's going to have to have, go and hire. And he, with the expectation, I got I got to go hire a brand new DC, and mm-hmm. maybe a brand new OC. If I'm him, I'm paying Tony Elliott like, please come back, and it just makes it easier for him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and why Tony Elliott would ever consider Duke, I don't know. I mean, it yeah. is a Power Five school. It yeah. is in the Coastal Division, but it's Duke. So, yeah, but at the same time, if you can he could go, be the next Dave Claus, I guess. Yeah, like if you can get Duke to a couple seven and five, eight and four seasons, then you'll probably get an even better job after that. Yeah, exactly. But again, I mean, it, it's I mean, like obviously with Brett Venables being gone, and and, and we said this that that losing Venables will hurt. How much? Probably not too much, because I mean, then day again, Dabo Swinney is still one of the greatest college football coaches in the nation right now and so so then they he he will bring in a great defense coordinator but at the end day i think we could all can say brett venables is arguably i wouldn't even say arguably i would say it's almost no doubt that he's at least a top five defensive coordinator in the country arguably yeah. i would say there's no oh, doubt in my mind top three top three i would say top three you no might debate that but today's probably top so five me, no he's definitely a top five defense top five I mean, yeah. literally, literally, he, I think there was like six years in a row, but uh, basically from 2019, uh, from like 2013 to 2019, that they ranked like top six in the country in total defense uh, every single one of those years. So, um, yeah. So, I, but again, I mean, it, it's kind of funny, though, seeing how Brett Venables, the defense coordinator, goes to Oklahoma, but yet the offensive coordinator is getting recruited by like Duke. It's like, huh, it's a little different, you know, well, quality of, kinda- of opportunities there. Kind of the story of their season. It's, yeah, it's their that's, offense that's, that couldn't couldn't true. get going. Yeah, I think that's what someone was, I listened to uh, something that said like, "Do does Clemson go and look for a QB in the transfer portal, or do they stick with DJ?" Mm. Well, I don't know I, if you're going to find a better quarterback in the transfer portal. No, they've got but, they've got that uh, a freshman who this year I think his name's Cade Cade Klubnik or something. I mean, he was like a top yes. five recruit. So yep. I, I I would imagine, but what if what we'll if uh, what the space year. leaves? What if Tony Elliott leaves? I mean, Dabo's an offensive minded guy. He was played wide receiver yeah. at Alabama. Yeah, um, right. So he's gonna. But again, he could call. He could call the plays if he wanted to. That's he, what he needs Venables. I think it's a, I think it's a bigger deal than people. Think. And and he can there. He's still Clemson. He can still probably go out and get any offense coordinator he wants. Yeah, possibly, but. But, yeah, but again, his mindset. But and it's pretty much what I, I was saying is that DJ Uyangle, it's very clear that if Clemson has because obviously, but obviously they do, they have aspirations to win a national championship. I don't think DJ's your guy. Now, I mean, it, it's hard to argue with a team that went nine and three this year. And also, too, because again, Clemson had an off year this year. Even recruiting wise, again, this is one thing that I, I, I like was I was screaming at the Clemson game, saying, "How can the the Clemson offense be this bad? Like, how yeah. can they be this bad? Like, and, and not necessarily saying that again. It's just like they have all these studs and they're not playing well. 
they don't really have they didn't really have many studs. Their offensive line was terrible. They had one star wide receiver who was basically not really a, I mean he he played well, but he wasn't yeah. like a stud all season. And then, and then he yeah. got injured and sat out the rest of the season. And then you had Will Shipley, and that's it. Like like again, I mean if if Clemson is so dominant, which they are in recruiting, how can it be that they're so thin? You know, so that's why I'm saying is that I like it. Dang. At the end of the day, DJ Uyungle was not making throws that even if you had Mike Williams, even if you had these guys, like, you know, you, you got to get it like to the guy, you know what I mean? To I'm make looking at his stats now, even- you want to So look at, listen to these stats. He was, he was completing only 55% of his passes. Yeah. He had nine passing touchdowns and four rushing touchdowns. So he was 13 touchdowns total on the season to Devin really? Leary's 35. Wow, he yeah. didn't even get double-digit yeah. passing touchdowns. And Devin Leary didn't run. Did Devin Devin Leary? Hey, those were passing, just passing. Did Devin Leary have any rushing he had, touchdowns? He had two, I think. Two or three, yeah. Two but or again, three, yeah. It, it, again, I, I honestly, I, I, I did. Did DJ even complete again? I don't know what you would define as a deep pass, but I'm sure he probably only completed a handful of deep uh, passes. He, I think the word is it's called. Ex- Sorry, go ahead, Michael. Explosive. I'm just gonna say he. Yeah. Yeah. Explosive play. He just missed. I mean. <laughs> He just missed guys like easy throws. Yeah. I think Something the rule for explosive plays is like over twenty yards. Mm-hmm. As like an ex- a big pass. I don't know. What, that's, a, that's an explosive play. A, a mm-hmm. deep ball pass might be like. I would say a deep I would say ball it's more forty pass. plus. Well, that's 40, a, chucking it down the field. Uh, that's um, I don't know, but all I know is when I look at stats, he didn't. I'm trying to look here at Devin Leary's um, to compare. Devin Leary is completing. 65 66% of his uh, passes he had 35 passing touchdowns and two rushing touchdowns so he had 37 touchdowns total for the season yeah. and DJ Uyunglele had uh, 13. 13 wow so better completion I, again, percentage almost three times the amount of touchdowns yeah so so again i i think that that for any other team that nobody would be complaining about this season for them because they went nine and three. I mean, they played and one of their losses was against now the number three team in the country in Georgia. So, you know, but at the end of the day, I just don't see DJ being that guy. So, so again, it it really does for me come down to that. I look at next season and with everybody coming back now with knowing Derek Pitts is coming back, uh, knowing that Isaiah Moore, knowing that, um, you know, all these guys are coming back, uh, you know, and, and then it's it's from it, it's it's been a rumor that Peyton Wilson will announce that he's coming back again. It's a rumor. It's not hasn't been officially announced yet, but it does seem like that that it's very likely that he comes back. And then you you have everything back on offense. I think I think really the only person I'm really curious about from the offensive side if he comes back or not is uh, Devin Carter. I think it's very more likely that Thayer comes back. I'd be shocked if he goes. I'd be shocked if Thayer leaves, especially yeah. with. Drake being there with Lex coming in. Uh, I mean, I think that that's kind of a dream scenario for, for the Thomas brothers that I don't think they wants to miss out on, but I think wait he wanted to keep his option. Would, would, Lex yeah. be playing, would Lex be on the team next season? Or is it the year no, after? No, 2023. He would never get to play with Lex. My fault. But, but then yeah. they still. But I could mean, you imagine if, if, if they are left and Drake stayed, well, he's staying and then we won the ACC championship and he just, I think I think I think they come back. I think the only motivation I I'm gonna tell you what's gonna be key. You want to think they're waiting on? I think they're I think they already know, but I think they're waiting until Devin announces. Mm -hmm. Devin Devin, Devin Leary. Devin Leary. I mean, everybody thinks he's gonna come back, but the guy just had like we just said 37 touchdowns. Ridiculous. And he didn't he didn't win the ACC. I, I think if he had won the ACC, does he go then? I don't know. Yeah, but, I think um, I think this offseason looks a lot different if we had won the ACC. Correct. So um, I think these yeah. guys come back. I think especially if Leary comes back because then they know, all right, we can run this back. Devin would yeah. get all of the Mezzi's touches plus what he had last year. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think yeah. I think if you had to pick one or the other, I'd be picking Devin Carter to come back because I don't know who that X receiver is going to be with right. Mezzi gone. And if Carter were to go, I mean, we know. No, if Thayer's gone, Rooks, who would play that spot, play that spot. Um, so mm-hmm. it'll be interesting. Yeah. It's exciting. It's it, it's exciting to think about. 
and and will and will Pryor brings up Cyrus State getting announced he's coming back too and yep. i think that was mm-hmm. kind of understood and then uh cory durden he announced he's coming back too mm-hmm. uh and then uh so just through Russell Wilson's coming. <laughs> Russell Wilson's coming back. Yeah, um, and Justin Cook mentioned about going after Lean McNeil's brother, the linebacker that went to, to Oregon. Jabril. And I mean, Jabril. Jabril. Jabril McNeil. Yeah. Is he uh, in the I transfer mean, portal? I don't, I don't so. know. Actually, I'm not sure. But I mean, I mean, I mean, that's 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 that would be interesting. But I think it would be a different story if Lean was still on the team. But I feel like that now yeah. that Lean's not on the team, there's not really as much of a pull bring them all the way back from Oregon. But I mean, you never know. Again, the transfer portal is a, is a weird thing. It is a weird thing. So, but I, my, my point basically out of it is that looking at how we are truly not, not rebuilding, but reloading for next season that mm-hmm. in looking at Clemson and like how, like it seems like they're going to be, <laughs> it seems like they're going to be in a little bit more like of a flux next season. Cause I mean, it's really going to be like, we got to figure things out a little bit, you know, that, I mean, yeah. the opportunities for sure, is still there for next season. It is a hundred percent still there. And, and, and cause yeah. one other thing too, which I do want to say in terms of the reason maybe why Leary doesn't go is not to his fault. I think we all can are easily say that he should have been easily at least, you know, third or second team, all ACC oh. quarterback for sure. So, but yeah. for him to not get on those, it basically would take a scout looking past that and being like, Dude. Yeah, I know this guy. Sam Howell had but, more votes than Devin Leary. How the heck yeah, does that sad. happen this that's season? Sad. That is but total I, bias if I've ever seen it. Yeah, I, I, I saw I saw something that said like the ACC's like top six quarterbacks were better than some year in like the whole NCAA. Like it was an insane year oh. for quarterbacks, especially ACC quarterbacks. I'm gonna tell so, you I mean, what, ACC is the conference of quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah, it is. I well, mean, and, and Brent Armstrong was was he thirteen? Was Brent Armstrong thirteen? Yeah, he, he was thirteen. Even though the only the only um, the only stat that Brendan Armstrong was better than than Devin Leary was passing yards, but touchdowns, interceptions, rating, you name it, Leary was better. So, but again, there's no doubt. Again, there's not even an argument that he should have been at least all third all, all team. But I'm saying that, like, if if he's looking at NFL level, that that voting wise, he wasn't even put as the third best quarterback in the ACC. So it would take a scout basically looking past that to to basically be like, yeah, no, this guy is the real deal, and let's take a chance on him. So, um, but I truly do think that this coming season that there's going to be more talk about him, more hype about him, and if he can do what he did this season again, then I feel like, and there's no doubt in my mind that he'd be. Not like one that's like one of the top quarterback prospects, but he'd be a, a, a really solid quarterback prospect heading into NFL think, for sure. Yeah, I think the only thing with Devin is he comes across like he's a smaller guy. He's not real mobile. I feel like this, if Devin's going to work on something in the offseason, work on, work on being more mobile. I think yeah. that would be a uh, – I think that would get – that would kind of uh, salivate the uh, NFL scouts a little bit more. For Devin Leary, it can't be like, all right, this guy can move yeah. around a little bit more. I, yeah. I mean, he I mean, can, he can, he mm-hmm. just doesn't really show it as much. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he had negative rushing yards on the season. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if he can work on that, I mean, I think he'd get more excited. Add him maybe like yeah. another ten pounds or so more muscle, and mm-hmm. keep working on, yeah. keep going with accuracy and all that chemistry. I mean, he's yeah, yeah. he he needs to come back this season. He's gonna, he will, I imagine. Yeah, but uh, it would be it would be a big shock if he didn't. Now uh, I see Benjamin Orman saying, yeah, "Let's talk baseball." I know Justin Cook wants to, and uh, and to give you a heads up, Benjamin. So we actually will be doing a. Uh, I will go ahead and say that obviously we're going to do here soon a baseball preview. We're going to bring on our own Rob Chimra, former state pitcher, and uh, do a preview again for them. And uh, we'll definitely, as we get a little closer, we'll start uh, bringing in baseball a little bit as well. But I'll be honest, saying that uh, I've been, you know, it's it's been a crazy week. Because again, we haven't even talked about women's basketball. We've been so who's focused been, yeah. on, uh, who's, yeah, who's, that's a great who's point. Been the, who's been who's been the team of the week? I mean, they beat the number two yeah. and the number six team country at a neutral site and on the road. Uh, and 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 I, again, I know we only have a little bit left, but I mean, I do want to say first of all that Macon mentioned it during our preview, our women's basketball preview. But there is no doubt, Diamond Johnson is real yeah. deal, folks. She's she real is. deal. It's real deal. basically it's a four. It's four guy, four players. Kunane, Johnson, uh, Kay- uh, Brown Turner, and Kayla Jones. 
Yeah, those are Brown, like your, your, mm-hmm. your main four. That, and I mean, and I'm gonna tell you what, Raina Perez, you could throw in there as that's well. That's what I was gonna yeah. say, man. She yeah. is like, she, she can to me, shoot the ball so well. She's the glue to the team. Yeah, she is she the is. glue. Her and Kayla Jones are the glue, in my, my opinion. Mm-hmm. They are. I agree. I agree. Well, especially too, because I feel like this season, Kunane's played, she's played good games. But I, uh, and then, yeah, Jessica mentioned Jada Boyd as well. But yeah, absolutely. I mean, again, I mean, and then, you know, again, you could, you know, you could talk Kai Crushfield, but I, I think that just those have been the main pieces so far that have, have gotten us to where we are in the season. But I think that, that I'm still, you know, waiting. But again, I mean, Diamond Johnson has been unreal. Uh, I mean, just like, just how What's talented she line? is. Uh, I mean, I look it up real quick. Yeah, uh, but but while you do, but first of all, I mean, I'm glad to see a Jada Boy came back earlier than I thought. I, I from from uh, the preseason when uh, Westmore was kind of talking about her, it kind of seemed like that she wouldn't really come back until probably like the end of the year, uh, at least meaning the end of like 2021 year, uh, the calendar year. And so for her to come back, I mean, I mean, and, and do well, I mean, she she's been a key piece for sure. Um, was was awesome. Um, and then even Will Pryor as well talks about Madison Hayes, um, who will get better as the year goes on. So, again, I mean, I, I think right now uh, – and by the way, too, want to also mention that uh, that the, to talk about the the net ratings or whatever, the NET ratings, uh, rankings. So, yeah. the, the, the NET rankings have South Carolina number one, UNC number two, and us number three, even All though that. UNC hasn't played one uh, ranked team. Uh, this year, so uh, interesting little stat there for the NET lovers. But uh, again, right now it just seems like that, like it's it's really us in South Carolina. It seems like basically right now in terms of tiers of women's yeah. basketball, that's basically us, South Carolina, and then everybody else. Now, not necessarily saying that everybody else is in the same tier, but from 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 our worrisome perspective, that I mean, that I wouldn't be shocked again, depending on how the t- rankings go. But I mean. Man, this team is just this like, again. It, it's awesome to see because again, like Kai Crutchfield, she hasn't really figured it out yet. She hasn't really come out yet, you know. But again, she'll figure it out. She's she's a she's senior. A shooter. She'll be fine. She's a shooter. She'll figure it out. She'll get there. And Jada Boyle will get better. She gets you know gets more time back uh, from being from being injured. But um, and then Kunane will get better and better. So again, I mean, they, I, I I'm not worried. But it's great to see that a a, a brand new player in Diamond Johnson come right in and be big for us. I mean, I'm looking at the stat line now. Let me read these off real quick. She's not blowing it out of the water. Like she's averaging 13 points per game, five and a half rebounds per game. And, Mm -hmm. uh, like 2.9 assists per game. So three, three assists per game, but she is, um, she's shooting 50 over 50%. No, sorry. That's for her career. She's shooting 49 and a half percent, um, field goal percentage on 11 shots on average per game. So she's yeah. making like five and a half buckets a game. And then mm-hmm. she's shooting over 40% from three. So she's That's shooting crazy. 50% from the field, 40% from three. Yeah. The only area she, well, the only area, but the main area on these stat lines you can see that she can improve on is free throws. She's shooting like, she's only shooting 67%. Make sure I'm that right. 66.7. Wow. Yeah. So she, I mean, she can work on her free throws. I mean, she's going to be a monster. A she already, I mean, she already, she already is, and she's the smallest person on the team. Like, she just can move. She's a good player, man. I just think she's a lot. I think yeah. a lot of her. I think, I think Kayla Jones, like Kayla uh, Jones, is impressed. We all talked about, but uh, yeah, I'm tell you what, man. I'm, one thing I thought about too, Raina Perez knocking down those free throws at the end of the Indiana game. She's mm-hmm. just so clutch. She just she like well, to me, she's like she's automatic. It doesn't phase her. Yeah. She's yeah. mature. That, that's what you want in a graduate level yeah player a veteran I mean, she, team yeah she was the one that hit the game winning shot against louisville last year right in the acc championship yep. yeah that was her yeah yep. she's yeah became a legend yeah mm-hmm. yep. well and and again for for being uh again she, she's a transfer as well so again it's just it's it's a great that's why at the end of the day again any state fan complaining again i i completely understand the word again we want better i then that then that's and that's all of us we want better but again, there's so much good going on right now. Like, I mean, again, women's basketball is playing great. Uh, you know, and like even wrestling, wrestling looks absolutely dominant yeah. right now. And I mean, again, for those who are not 
following wrestling, <laughs> I highly suggest you get on ASAP. Did it? Did I, it? They, they are the real they, deal. Was the final score to their match against Gardner Webb? They held Gardner Webb to negative one point. Negative one. Match. Yeah. <laughs> negative one. And for those, that was and for, hilarious. Yes. Yes. So, it, it, which, 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 for those who were curious, how do you get negative one point? So basically, they got docked a point because uh, one of the wrestlers refused to shake hands after the match. Um, what? So they got deducted a point. Mm-hmm. Yep. Gentleman sport. So exactly, gentleman sport. Um, like so uh, wrestling and golf, same thing. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, so they they have coming up. They 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 go to App State um, this coming weekend. But then, uh, and then they. So basically, their first ACC match isn't until January twenty first. But again, I mean, they're the real deal. So, uh, and also, too, got to give a shout out to Ice Pack as well for absolutely crushing yep. Carolina. I think it was eight to three. Uh, it's cool to see and, them and get recognized in the basketball game. Mm-hmm. Yes, that too. Yeah, they, they forget them. And they should absolutely. I mean, again, to I mean, they they've been amazing, and, and again, I think that they're very primed to have a big season this year. So. Um, you know, but Hey, any win over Carolina, any day, no matter what sport, no matter yeah, how whatever much sport it's always beautiful. It's always a beautiful <laughs> thing. And so to beat them in PNC arena in front of a great crowd was, was awesome to watch for sure. Um, so, uh, so anyway, so yeah, guys, so again, obviously we'll, uh, we'll continue to kind of talk. I know we didn't talk a ton about the UCLA, UCLA game tonight. Uh, but obviously again, we still got, you know, three weeks until the game. Weeks, yeah. So, 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 so we'll, so we'll pick it up, uh, in future streams as we go. And we'll so know sure which players are sitting out yes. and playing and we'll stuff. Know. Yeah. Exactly. And also, too, we'll probably have some news on Transfer Portal. I mean, definitely. Yeah. And I kind of want, obviously, we want to kind of talk a little bit about this because it's, I think, because Ricky Purse is already now, he's leaving. It seems pretty, you know, publicly known that more than likely Bam Knight's going to go. So it'll be very interesting to see what happens in Transfer Portal from a running back's perspective wise. You know, do we or get, if they need to, dun, dun, dun. Or if they need okay. to. Or if they need yeah, to. Right. Well, yeah. Which I agree. Um, so, but again, it'll be interesting to see. So we'll definitely talk will. about that. Maybe they will. We'll see. We'll, but we're here for it, right? Again, I mean, hey, we're we're sitting here beautifully in the meantime. But I was hey, like, isn't just... it fun right now as a state fan? Like, like you did so yeah. well, and you're like, everybody's going to come back. We're going to do it all over again. And, I mean, assuming everybody's healthy. Assuming everybody yeah. stays healthy. It's just yeah. like, it's, it's well, the first year where – Go ahead. I was going to say it's first year where, you know, wait till next year might actually mean something. <laughs> yeah. So, I, and, uh, it's all Will Price, no offensive line, please. So, state, I think, is having an in home visit right now with the, uh, one of the top offensive tackle, um, transfers yep. in I the was, country was, from, from FIU. His name's Miles Frazier. Uh, mm-hmm. he's big dude. Everybody's recruiting him. State's in, in home official visit right now so i was just looking at that 24 7 as they they have a great uh like he's like a number site. two offensive tackle in some yep. category and in the right country now in each major 24 7 has a they have i mean it's only one one prediction but it's a crystal ball for florida state for that guy but you know mm. that's just okay. one person yeah but okay. that's what they're, they're in at home visit so yeah they're, they're definitely yeah. are prioritizing they're, it yeah yeah. Yep. Well, so this is but this is a friendly reminder though that Mac is back. So <laughs> just keep that in mind. And also too, because again, I mean for those I mean I'm sure most of the, uh, our followers know, but for those who don't know, my wife went to the University of South Carolina. So I I'm always been kind of a a, a, a you know a, a number two South Carolina fan because obviously it's by right. far number one, but then I cheer for South Carolina. And so for them to play Carolina, I'm like Go Cox, let's go, let's go! Come on, please beat I mean, like, them. Is this like the that third or fourth time they played each other in five years? Third. Um, I don't know. Third. Like I thought it was interesting. Wake Forest is going to yeah. play Texas A and M, and they just played them in four years ago. Yeah. 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 So I, I feel like I Wake, mean, it, it'll be well, interesting, but it. yeah. But again, and, and, and keep in mind, playing Maryland—that's happened recently too. I think so. That's true. So, but again, keep in mind, folks, that hey. As, as bad as you may think being a state fan is, you could be a Texas fan, you could be a Miami fan, or you could be a Carolina fan. So yeah, or even I'm going to say that. Fan, yeah. Exactly. So, <laughs> so with that being said, y'all, please make sure, again, if you haven't already, make sure to hit that subscribe button. It's free to do. And again, if you haven't, 
please do it helps us it's free to do you know it really helps us a lot and also too, make sure if you would even like to as well hit that little bell icon as you'll actually get notified whenever we release new videos you'll actually be notified uh but also to give this video a like check out all of our great state content and uh, again obviously we just did our episodes with locked on wolfpack which if you haven't seen those i cannot stress enough how highly i recommend you go check those out it was definitely one of our favorite interviews for sure to have Kenton Gibbs from Lockdown Wolfpack on to talk about and discuss Peyton Wilson, his future. So definitely go check those out. And we'll definitely have some, we have huge plans coming up here for some awesome episodes coming out here this week and for the rest of December. So make sure to don't miss those out and give us a follow on Tuffy Talk now if you haven't already on Twitter or Instagram. But thank you all again for so much for tuning in. And hey, as always, go Pat Gale. We'll see y'all next week. Thank you all.